0: Welcome to Beyond the Earth, this is Novel Holiback, and this story continues, I don't know what to tell y'all, I really don't know what to tell y'all, um, Matt Taibbi? Wrote about what happened to Tulsi Gabbard and Hillary Clinton, which we mentioned on last week's show. And he pretty much said this in the article that is on Rolling Stone. Not long ago, Hillary Clinton was the nominee for the Democratic Party and had choice words for the state of America politics on Friday. Not making any predictions. But I think they got an eye on somebody who's currently in the Democratic primary and is grooming her to be a third-party candidate, Clinton said on a podcast with former Barack Obama aide David Plouffe. She's a favorite of the Russians. Clinton appeared to be talking about Hawaii Congressman Tulsi Gabbard, a combat veteran. She wasn't done teeing off on former Green Party candidate Jill Stein. Jill's son, who's also a Russian asset, yeah, she's a Russian asset, I mean, totally, they know they can't win without a third party candidate, she went on to go about Donald Trump, I don't know what Putin has on him, or what if it's both financial or financial, I assume it is, Hillary Clinton, <laughs> nuts, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh, but this is Matt Taibi. She's also not far from the Democratic Party mainstream, which has been pushing this same line for years. Less than a week before Clinton's outburst, the New York Times, once a symbol of stodgy, hypercautious reporting, ran a feature called What Exactly Is Tulsi Gabbard Up To? The piece speculated on suspicious activity surrounding Gabbard's campaign using quotes from the neoconservative think tank, Alliance for Security Democracy. To speculate on Gabbert's Russian support. This was the second such article that the New York Times has written. And in an August piece, Tulsi Gabbert thinks we're doomed. He nearly all the same talkative points, calling Clint Wallace and Ed Spook from the same think tank, calling Gabbert, the Kremlin's preferred candidate and a useful agent of influence. The Times article echoed an earlier pieces from the Daily Beast and NBC.com that said many of the same things. After Clinton gave the Russian answer, interview it seen for a moment in America's commentary and Mike tiptoed away from the topic. Clinton had been through a lot for over the course of her career and even detractors would say she earned enough latitude to, to go loony biscuits every now and again. A few democratic presidential are so they say like better walking angle, yeah, gently challenged Clinton for her remarks. But when Gabbard, who's simply been through a brutal media ordeal, snapped back and called Hillary Queer of the Wall monkeys! and Donald Trump followed by Clinton saying crazy, most pundits doubled down on the asset idea. New conservative term resistance hero, David Frum, blasted Trump for blasting side, defending Stein and Gabber, knowing circassianly he was supposed to pretend he was not all on the same team. And the viral from CNN said, when both the Russians and Trump support sir, someone, be wary. An NBC panel noted, in apparent seriousness, that Gabbard never denied being a Russian asset. Clinton, I mean, um, uh, CNN media created by instead of trying to suggest that Hillary only seeing wacko dance to a trick of the red enemy, saying it kind of feels like a disinformation situation when the Russians want this kind of disinformation. The Russians cause us to see that crazy thing about the Russians meme has been a reoccurring theme. When Luke Corning of The Guardian was criticized for a thinly failed report that Julian Assange had met with Trump A. Paul Manafort in the Ecuadorian Embassy. An anonymous CIA official penned an editorial in, in the political suggesting that if the story was fake, the most logical explanation that it was Russian disinformation to discredit journalists. Everyone is foreign scum these days. Democrats spent three years trying to prove that Donald John Trump was a Russian pawn. Mitch McConnell is Moscow Mitch. Third party candidates, Russian plot. Bernie Sanders is a wasteland of racist and misogynist bros, but according to intelligence agencies and mainstream pundits alike, the benefit of an ambitious Russian plot to stoke the divide within the Democratic Party. The Joe Rogan independents attracted to the mild anti-war measures of Tulsi Gabbard and likewise traitors and dupes of the Kremlin. If you're keeping score, there's pretty much the whole spectrum of American political thought excepting MSNBC Democrats. What a coincidence. Democrats are now assuming the role once played by Republicans of the Tom DeLay era where they denounce everyone on the wall and tap at Saddam levels. In the midst of this in 2003, the Washington Post posted, protested the way American journalism was infected with chingalism and intolerance. The stamp was after Rupert Murdoch's New York Girls ran the hairline, don't eat these Saddam lovers about appeasement, loving slaves, of Ron Fritz, Bone, Tim Brown, Sam Mel Jansen, Sean Penn, Danny Clum, Susan Randi. Today, the New York Post is the paper crying out against the sad, sick, conspiracy theories about Gabbard and a lover instead of a Saddam lover some of the other plays are the same. Sarandon is rarely denounced by Democrats instead of Republicans. This time for her supporters signed in 2016, and that seems equivalent of having tongue kiss Putin on live TV. She was also one of the handful of celebrities that noted for a controversial police political donation to In the Daily Beast's Red Beatty May article about the suspicious contributors to Gabbard's campaign. The resistance... Has come up with all sorts of words for such fifth commonness and deviationists. They are false balances, equivalences, neo Naderites, purity detestum, both status, what about it? Honshu Russian skeptics, Russian denies, and anti anti You could just say Russian to add another phrase. These heretics belong on Team Putin! The witch-hunting's insecurity is not just dangerous, it's a massive breach of reality. Trump's campaign was a clown show, yes. He had almost no institutional backing. His ground game was non-existent. His campaign was a TV program based on wholly unscripted media appearances. Trump raised over just a half of the 1-2 billion bill he pulled in, making him the first presidential candidate dating back to 1976 to win with a funds deficit. He didn't prepare a victory speech for the perfectly logical reason that he never expected to win. Even if you posit the most elaborate theories of Russian chism, which is called interference, which I don't, but of course, to many, in this article, they're saying to Mr. Taibbi, he's denialist scum. What happened in 2016 was still almost entirely a domestic story with Trump benefiting from long developing public rejection of the political establishment. Rather than confront the devastating absurdity of defeat before an ad living game show host who was seemingly trying to lose a black comedy that is 100% percent I a in America's rich stupidity tradition. Democrats have gone all in on the theory of Russian foreign infiltration. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi even said as much as a White House meeting pointing at Trump and proclaiming, all oh, roads lead to Putin. All oh? seriously? Is this ever going to end? My goodness, folks. We here. We here. Just, just say it simply, we here, bro, We here, bro. Yeah, we so now do you get it? Now you get it. Let's go over what we have learned. We recently saw a poll that came out that said that Tulsi Gabbard has gained twelve percent and now is leading some of the candidates that are connected to Clinton and she is, have a chance to go into the next debate. Mrs. Gabbard rightly fought back and now people are looking at her at campaign, which wasn't the plan of Hillary Clinton at all. It was to destroy her, made her stronger. I just want to let y'all guys know about, and this is somewhat connected to what we're going to talk about Coppola and all the rest of these things. And I had a little bit of a topic that we will talk about in the future about the Watchmen in 40K. And since the new show has recently aired, um, and there were certain topics that I want to discuss about that. Here's what I'm trying to explain to everyone here and get things on a key, on an even keel i said last week the democrats have trouble coming and what i mean by trouble coming is that if you don't put gabbard you don't put biden and y'all don't put sanders as the nominees for the democratic nomination y'all gonna have look let's put it in real simple terms right now in 2016 in philadelphia that was not chicago 2020 when it's coming here, 2020, in the next election cycle, 2020, the next Democratic convention, if any of those three people are not there, you're gonna have Chicago 1968. You're gonna have Chicago 1968, whether you people like it or you don't. There will be protests. And planning, they're not playing games. They're gonna rampage. You think these people they're gonna rampage, bro? I'm sorry to tell you this. They are desperate. And when they see the fights in that particular place, and the drama that came in that in that era, in that time, and that drama, you're gonna see those ratings go up. And then they go to the Republican convention. Now a lot of people gonna be there, but it be calm. And you're gonna see a lot of the Trump people gonna be there. And they're gonna act like it's a party, put this man back in office, let's do this again. We still got problems in our side. It's their side Uh, in America, we still gotta fix them. They're gonna elect them again. They're going to elect Donald Trump again and it is your fault because you know the leader that you need to put in. THAT IS THE TRUTH OF THE MATTER, FOLKS. YOU'RE GOING TO LOSE AT LEAST FIVE STATES IF IT'S BIDEN. TEN STATES IF IT'S SANDERS. FIFTEEN STATES. No, it's five states, Gabbard. Five states, Biden. It might be closer with Biden. Five states, Biden. Five states, Gabbard. Ten states, Sanders. Everybody else is fifteen to twenty-five states. Everybody else is fifteen to twenty-five states. They have no. You 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 you're you're seeing disaster in your hands. It's a disaster that is coming and and y'all don't see it. But here's something that you need to understand about where we're headed and where things have gotten. Husband of Gabbard posted something on his page and it is Tulsi Gabbard in a suit or military nurse's suit. Playing flowers on a dead soldier that she tried to save. Or one of the dead soldiers that was in Iraq. And then a blue checker or white checker if you're using the back if you're using the background. Pretty much said this. F you and your wife. And he is an, a pretty important person in the internet space with one of these websites as it were. He just pretty much stated it right out. F you and your wife We're gonna talk about the problems of intellectualism when it comes to the whole his the whole issues with the red pill and whatnot in an upcoming show on the fifteenth where we're going to do an hour talking about Jay Z selling out rap game needs theatrics and the It's the first part of the hour dealing with the 21 convention, reality of the men's rights movements, and all the rest of it. And we're also going to talk about Jordan Peterson, but we're going to talk about more in the next segment. But this, ladies and gentlemen, is the situation you see at hand with the way our society, and especially the intellectuals that consider themselves The elite of every single thing in this industry, entertainment, politics, society. Think about certain people trying to become president of the United States. And show you how sick and twisted everything is. And all roads lead, ironically, to Bosnia. We'll get to that and a lot more in the weeks to come on Beyond This Earth. We'll be back right after this. Let's get into this, folks. Gentlemen, this E-Dot thing, got to stop. This prostitution thing got to end someday. Got to stop. And I mean this for your own health. We have a rise in STDU, STEs, uh, especially in certain communities, furry community in particular. Um, The HIV PrEP has been having issues with, the the HIV prevention drug PrEP, excuse me, has been having issues with kidney um issues from people taking prep and truvidia and others. So you have to be careful about that. Um, you have this particular thing with only fans, just fans, that sort of thing. Soft prostitution, no contracts being signed, all these particular things, and then assets to, uh, to but not. What OnlyFans is, is a subscription-based service. Sort of like what Patreon is, but more sexualized. And they're using this as a form of self-prostitution because they schedule meetups if you buy a certain amount of things so they can be put into more videos, that sort of thing. So that form of prostitution is happening. And one of the things is it diminishes relationships both on a sexual intercourse level and a level on non-intimacy between there because it's always about somebody getting something back from doing say a favor that sort of thing and it continues with the whole degenerate issues that have been going around um I am for one of relationships that are based by desire and on desire if it is not based on desire actual physical desire actual physical want and that is reciprocated back then I believe that that type of um ideal is not, uh, other ideals are not going to work. I think it comes from there and it does not exist in any any other form. I think all these consent um, things that are coming out is an exception of state-born prostitution. And on December 6th, we're going to discuss the state as the big pimp. And it is going to be a fascinating look into how the state, in its hubris, brings about its own destruction when it comes to families, how we take care of children, how children are raised, that sort of thing. It goes into the whole thing about what women and men do in family structures to bring about what the state does in this particular sense. But I want everyone to be careful because I think that a lot of men today do not see themselves as the prize. Roald Tomasi has said it, others have said it too, that you don't see yourselves as the prize. That 80% of men are just Beta. And we live in a society that the thing is broken. Realize this and make this make this in your mind. Get it in the back of your mind and make and make sure you remember this. Roland Zamassi's book is about intersexual dynamics between men and women. That's all it is. But what he has discovered is that. There is a degradation of society that has happened for the last 50 years and has only become explicit in this particular time period because of what happened with certain societal elements, and many of and many of it could be pinned towards what happened with Occupy Wall Street with the TARP bailouts and all those other things which had disconnected people's work of the economy. From the actual economy itself which has affected sexual dynamics and how one needs to live in this particular dynamic since what has happened in 2008 through 2012 and the aftermath of such from all these things concerning um, Twitter, Tumblr, uh, Tumblr, um, Tinder, Bumble, all the rest of it and how all these things have come up into place. But I said this a couple times. I'm going to say it in a longer version. There is an arrogance in this action of letting women. Being, letting women gain paid for sex, there is an arrogance in that concept. And that arrogance ultimately brings about the realization that Our communication and the way that we communicate is absolutely backwards. And it is time for a new under. It's not time for a new understanding. It's time for a rediscovery of what men desires or need. What men desire and what men truly want. And how it has been separated from us as men. And why... It has been separated from us because the reality of the situation is and the studies are showing this is that most men are not fulfilled in sexual ways that their women are not giving their best that their best were done in past days With other men. And it's now time. For the betterment of society. For these women to be with the men. That they truly desire. So that other men. Can start getting into. A better place. In their lives. Where they know where they are. And they can succeed from that particular point. And they have to realize that they don't have to hate women. They don't have to, they they can be disappointed with their actions, what have you. They don't have to hate women. They don't have to hate what they do. They do what they do. They need to just accept the situation at hand. What are you going to do to change that game around? And what are you going to do to protect yourself? and those men around you from being hurt in trying to get life together. Not only for you, but for the people around you that you lead. Whether it's in business, sports, geek culture, nerd culture, it doesn't matter. Jock culture, it doesn't matter. What are you going to do? There needs to be a proof of concept I don't know how is it going to be done in a society where you are not allowed to have the authority to do the things that you need to do in order to know that you will become successful. How are you going to do the work? How are you going to find yourself? If you can't do that, we don't know if you can't do that, you're going to have to find some other place to where you can. You're going to have to perform in some form of fashion. I can understand why you're broken. I can completely understand why. Do you know why you're broken? You're broken because a lot of you have accepted a lie. And now, after a few years pass, you're going to accept a lie. You bought a lie, now you have been you sold you were sold a lie, and now after a few years you're gonna be buying the lie. You don't have to buy the lies anymore. I know that a lot of you, especially a lot of black men, are going through a lot. I know that. Your masculinity has been attacked from all ends of the earth. All ways. I even see articles and or I see things on Twitter now about how they use you and the sexual things that they use they use to say that they don't want to exist anymore. that they want to be integrated into you, into the culture. And then the very people y'all should be getting with putting shields up around you, saying that you ain't shit. We came from the, a lot of us came from the worst house. Especially in the crack epidemic and all the rest of these things. We came from the worst of hells to become somebody. We did it ourselves. And we made a lot of fucking mistakes getting there. But we had to do it. We had to try and get this lick. As Corey Holcomb would say. But folks. Our brothers. Our brothers. Don't think that we're perfect. We're not. A lot of brothers are hurting a lot of our brothers for no fucking reason that they ain't satisfied with what they got in a a person, in a woman, in a whatnot because she pissed them off in some sort of way and all these other things. Folks, you've been the prize and you know what you do. And you know what you do wrong. But it reaches a point where you have got to look at yourself and realize I'm being attacked by all sides. And there's a reason why they're attacking me. How long are you going to stay in this attack mode before you are broken down? Because quite honestly, there are other places that will never attack you. They might look at you strangely, but they won't attack you. You're going to have to look at the dangers and see other ways out. But you can't do it through paying to get some girl to fuck you and whatnot. Ain't going to work that way, boss. Ain't going to work that way. A prize... Does not need to be bought. And all men are the prize. All men are the prize. Once you realize that for the first time. You won't be doing the same shit you, you would have been doing before. You have to be loyal to yourself. You can't love yourself. And loyalty means that you're not going to go after these women who already got kids on the side and all the rest of it. There are other ways of helping our brothers without going to a woman to give the respect of the little ones that need help. And we don't go through it through those to the darker edges of humanity in order to do that. Too much shit to do. We got to get this space, bruh. Too much shit to do. Not enough time to do it. We gotta stop this e-thoughts. We can't... Listen. I'm gonna make this clear. I'm gonna end it real fast. You see all these e-thoughts out there? You ain't fucking them? No money spent... They don't desire you. You don't fuck them. Don't pay for shit. I don't care what they. If you don't fuck them, don't fall them. If you're not physically there fucking them, and they don't, they have to desire you first. You can't be paying for sex at all. If you not fucking them, don't fall them. You ain't fucking them, don't fall. Did they just come to you and say, hey, let's do this, whatever. No. If you ain't fucking them, don't fall them. Because you can have female acquaintances. I'm not saying you can't have that. No one's saying that. But if you her friend. She's going to treat you like a female and not as a male friend, male acquaintance. She's going to treat you like one of the girls. And she, and you cannot see yourself as one of the girls. You are interested in her sexually. Here's the rule. Here's the rule. You, if she's not fucking you, you're her friend. You're one of her girlfriends. And if she's by and she's still not touching you, you one of her acquaintances who is a girl. She's either fucking you or she's not. You just an acquaintance, high and by friends. That's fine. That's as far as it goes. Be with someone that desires you. Don't have to pay for shit. She don't desire you all the rest of it? No. See this chore play, a lot of you married men do? That's a form of soft prostitution. Stop it. If you want to fix the house, you fix the house yourself. She don't have to ask to do, you don't have to ask her to do anything. You know what needs to be fixed in the house. Fix it. Don't have to ask Take away every single Sure, she's gonna ask you to give a response in order, a a sexual response to that. That That's the end. See all this prostitution that you see, call it out as prostitution. It's all prostitution, it's all illegal. It's not about snitching to no cops. It's not about snitching. It's about self-respect. You gotta have self-respect. If you don't have self-respect, how are you gonna respect others? The money you can you use to try and get pussy, you can use to try and get these bills fixed that you can use to get a business started. All of y'all need to put that money into positive change in the community no matter where you are, what race you are. Once that's done, shit starts changing and then Here's another thing that I want many men to say, I want many men to understand. When it comes to groups and group things, Dungeons and Dragons, all of these things, they are trying to bring all other groups together, okay? This is not to say women cannot be in those groups or whatnot, But have a rule, have a dress code, have a responsible rule set for whatever you're doing. If you're going to bring others into the dance, if that woman breaks any of those rules, she has to leave. Or that person, or that dude has to leave. Too many times, a lot of women come into these spaces trying to find some way to prostitute herself. To say that she controls the space. That can no longer happen. That can no longer happen. Let us vet for those that really want to be here and really like these things that we're doing or we're going to be in trouble. This is not about separating people from what they want to do and what they don't want to do. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about building people up from these societies that are trying to bring them down every single day because they're ancient people running these society, this society and other societies all across the world. And now they ain't shit. And now you've seen the destruction all over the place. Chile, Haiti, Libya, France, Hong Kong, um, Hong Kong, Bolivia, maybe Ecuador, the Dutch, it's all over. This is the truth. There are people really trying to help and really trying to get this society together. There are a lot of men who ain't shit and try to ruin these things, but we can find them quickly. But especially when it comes to men and women, let us be extra careful because there are some of them who just dare to prostitute themselves. There are some who actually do like this product and want to help. Let's find those. But there are too many women who go into these groups and just fuck it up. they just looking for dick. They're just looking for orbiters saying that she's the queen of the whole damn place. And then she wants to take it all over and bring her girls in and start messing up the whole goddamn place. Cause she feels as though she can have some sort of coterie, feel better about herself, her situation in life. Buddy, dear, you wanna do that, you can join the coven. You know, there's a French um, idea in Christianity that there is a, not a nunnery, but single women that work with the priest and then she go and help around the community. That's what a lot of these churches in America need to start doing. Especially for these young women. that got no other place to go but to do OnlyFans and just and, 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 and just fans and all this rest of this e-girl bullshit. Instead of doing that, instead of saying, oh, we're going to hit this and that. Do something in the community. Bring them into the church. This, um, Rassipusman, I'm, I'm not Rassipusman, uh, rather Porman, they do it in France, in the French Catholic Church, and they did it for a long time, get these young women together and let them do coffee meetings and all the rest of it, and bring these young women together and let them, like the Sisters of Helping Mercy, they doing, um, Green Bay and all these other things, build these things up. Then let's see what happens. So many ideas the church could use. No, none of my church is gonna do it. None of the Catholic church is gonna do it. They are gonna let them go to the secular world. But that's why I need to say, man, you are the prize. You will always be the prize. Don't look at yourself badly. Stop belittling yourselves. Stop weakening yourselves. You saw what happened with the Joker? They wanted you to start shooting up schools, shooting up movie theaters, shooting up all sorts of places. It didn't happen. You know why? You got them the media where they want them. Stupid as motherfuckers who don't know shit. We'll be back right after this with more beyond this earth. Right after this. Welcome back to Beyond This Earth. Nova Holler back here. I wanna talk about the Watchmen and I wanna talk about Franklis for Frank Franklis for Coppola. You also know him as Nick Cage's uncle. Coppola followed up on what Sorcee said. What did he say? He said, I don't really care about this Marvel shot you know. Put it away from me. Ain't you? Ain't you? That's what he pretty much said and Guess what happened? James good. Um, uh, uh, uh um, James gone. All of his cult of rage started coming up and saying, "This is the moment. It is the Godfather. My movie's are the Godfather. Praise me." All the Marvel babies started coming up the woodwork last night. And they went on a couple of 80 year old man. Say, Get the, the ass, bitch. Come on, talk about Marvel babies. We babies, we the motherfucking saving this whole industry. You don't know. You don't know how bad things have gotten in the movie industry when both Sorsese and Francis Ford Coppola are saying about Marvel and other people are not getting what they're getting, even though they agree with them. On all of their points, I want to explain why. Jason DeMarco of, Senior Vice President of, Adult Swim said on Twitter a week ago stated this about the new series called Watchmen. I just want to give his statement, his words, and I'm just want to explain his words. Listen very carefully because I don't want to say, I dislike the man. He's one of my heroes, but I need to say this. And this is not a dismissal of what he's saying. This is not a dismissal of he's wrong or he's right. This is not to say he's wrong. This is not to say, but I just want you to listen very carefully. See, he works for the same company right now. So let's just listen very carefully nothing else watchman appears to be teaching a whole lot of people about the tussle race riot in 1921 that secures a artistic method for the whole enterprise in my opinion full disclosure i'm a huge more fan watchman blew my brain open when i was in high school from hell is my favorite comic and his best sustained work of all time i thought snyder's watching wasn't terrible but it wasn't successful either as for lindolf i have missed feelings about his work Lost was great until it was awful. His work on other projects, especially the Star Trek franchise, did not impress me either. He then made the left folders which I voted for years in the association in his name, and he totally loved it. So, when I heard about the SPO series, I had my reservations, but episode one was very strong, and his development proposal is proven to work well, often or not, but I'm in for the full ride. As for the mining of the property from DC and Moore's hatred of everything associated with this spin-off through the prequel, I understand both sides. I think he's a huge egotist, which is more it, somewhat earned by saying a bit of a prick. But it's not wrong what is done to him, and he's not wrong about the creativity, background, nature of the vast majority of sequels and pre-equals to existing intellectual property. But I also think there's room to do great work by jumping off of other great work. Keep in mind, you're talking to a guy who's made two sequels and carrying another sequel of existing beloved properties. I'm sure that more would think I'm a hack motivated by money, so what? I don't need creative people whose work I admire to like me back. I think it's bitches down with for more Terrell about other people adapting his work as his work is based on other people's characters that so he was a German, but what happened to him in D2 was unconscionable and sure pissed him off. I don't think there's a good answer here. I do think great work can come off a spin-offs, giggles, and sequels though, and has been true as long as the has existed. And more, who's a genius, doesn't get the single-handedly be the ascension. Okay, this is the problem. This goes against every... See, here's the problem. Coppola and Torsese is right because of what he said here concerning the issues with the riots. What they're saying ultimately is what Moore is trying to say about the Watchmen. And basically, this series and the movie that was inspired by it. And this is not to say those movies should be because, in my opinion, those move, those things are Warner Brothers entries of The Watchmen, since they own the property. And they, there's Warner Brothers entries of the of The Watchmen as as it uh, as that particular thing. One of the problems Coppola sees is what I see with this particular story. It is the use of these movies to not entertain the audience, but to do the things that CNN has been accused of in those exposés that a certain Um, Right wing reporter Has been talking about And that is the danger Coppola And Sorsese Is explaining to people The question About Shoehorning things That don't necessarily belong In this context Is about a writer's vision as it were and what creative license one can do to a vision of that particular franchise as it were and what type of people that have respect for their franchise do with the inspiration of the work. In a lot of ways, Coppola and Saucyze and others like them come at a time when they were influenced by other movies, and they couldn't make their own and feel like they weren't stealing. We come in an age where Gunn and others of his, Elk, Russo brothers, uh, Wakiti and um, Joss Wilden, and Lindroff and Coos come in they're told by these major corporations about these properties. They have to do the thing concerning about um force riders and whatnot, and tell stories about things that people should be learning in school, and they populate a certain man's work. And it makes it feel like it is no longer the voice of the person that originally created the work. It feels like it belongs to a community that ultimately has transformed itself into something that did not bring them to the dance and ultimately procedurally said This is the way things are. My problem with this is is that... With the Watchmen in particular... It is the shoehorning of these stories... These important stories... That I am deeply, deeply against. And the reason why... I'm deeply against it is because you take away from the context of why these riots took place and put it into an entertainment franchise that is now fully owned by Warner Brothers, to be fair. That was the inspiration of getting them out of the problems that were there. It diminishes the work of the author to stop racism against others in his industry, which we know that Moore has done. It has belittled a lot of his great trust in these industries, both entertainment, comic industry. It gives enough ammunition to those detractors that say DC is not don't care Batwoman's not good, that sort of thing. When you put a very serious subject into a work that in real terms should not even exist. And a lot of people are saying, oh, they shouldn't like me because this, then and the other thing, and this. Perfectly understandable. And it's true. But there has to be a certain amount of respect for those particular things. It is one of the major reasons why, one of the major reasons why, when it comes to this artwork that we see from many artists in the Patreon world and all the rest of this place, There's only a few I will pay for and not under Patreon. A lot of these folks are just not that talented. What has happened is that they have replaced subtlety, they have made eroticism into a form of. And a form of providing the instant gratification that they're willing to spend all this money for artwork that isn't anywhere as good as some of the ones that I have seen in other places around the world. And we're giving this money away because that person has a feeling in his libido that cannot be expressed because that expression has been taken away from him and to be put into a entity that should not exist. There are many ways to tell the story of that devastating Toko, Oklahoma, Black Wall Street riots. Many ways to tell about that degradation and that sickness. This isn't the way. And this is the reason why Coppola and Saucyze is so adamantly against this. Because it makes that story even even more forgotten. Oh, it was just a storyline for some storyline about some superhero movie that you're going to be using, blah, 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 yankity, smankity. And you're doing it in an explicit fashion instead of an implicit fashion. Now, these are just popcorn movies and popcorn TV shows. You don't put something serious into a popcorn TV show so people can learn it? What happened in the education business? Aren't they supposed to teach us about these riots? Who's was the teaching in the education industry about these riots? That is the thing that Scorsese and Coppola would say. The very same type. They made movies to tell us about these stories in an implicit fashion. But y'all didn't see it. Oh, is not the right way to do? It. How many documentaries we have about Supersize Me, about all these things, Me Too, all the rest of it, Stephen Gosling, and his trial. We have movies about what's going on in Haiti. We have documents about what's going, what happened to, there's um, documentaries being started about Nipsey Hussle and the rest of it and how you guys in that particular industry don't really care about it. Huh? Shoehorn this serious issue It happened in American history in a story that should have never taken place. Gives every single emphasis and every single point of the argument straight to Francis Ford Coppola and Martin Scorsese. Every single one. I know you want to be a good man, Mr. DeMarco. I know, but Coppola and Scorsese. Got this point across perfectly. And one of the reasons why is what you saw there on the first episode of The Watchmen. That's the reason why they're angry. No other reason. That's the reason. Popcorn movies, fine. This, on a popcorn based movie or a television show, There was supposed to be a reversal of popcorn movies like Marvel and all the rest of it. The many problems with Black Panther, even though it was a great movie, that's the reason why Coppola and Sorsese complained. That's the reason right there. Explicit, not implicitly Out of contest context in a television show that should have not existed I want y'all to really think about that and understand why We're losing the American connection. We're losing one of the prizes of America in the film industry. We're losing it every single day. It is because of this. It is because of this double talk and this double play. There are other ways to tell this story of this devastation that happened in 1921, that ugliness. This is not the way. It is never a way to do that more beyond the earth this earth after this welcome to beyond this earth this is jason matters let's end on happier notes as you heard of this recording there is a hope for america let's talk about hershey pennsylvania In Hershey, Pennsylvania, there was a boy named Christian Pusick. And this boy, Christian Pusick, he traveled to Europe. He saw a team called Chelsea. He was enamored by Chelsea and all the great teams and all the great players that came from there. Drogba and other Drogba, Lampard, many others. Hazard, if you wanna make a name for it, these were the great teams of that time and that era. Special time in that league, in that era of soccer, as the Premier League started to build up its credentials towards the rest of the world. And so he had one day between the end of his US run when he won, when he was playing for the gold cup and him coming to Chelsea one day rest lampard didn't start him he subbed him didn't start out too well didn't wasn't shown on national television and so he didn't play for a whole long while remember the transfer window ban that they put on chelsea Yep, it's a, it's a real thing. They have some leeway in that type of situation. Fair play and all that. Fine. Rules are rules. But it's something about an NBC Sports. There's something about Bob Costas. About Jory Gagano. About... Kurt Gowdy and Dick Enberg, Bud Collins. There's something to be said about an Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth and a John Madden. There's something to be said about the moments where this network produced unbelievable days. The Notre Dame games. The many baseball shocks. Vince Scully called in the 80s, especially in 86. He missed it. He missed it. Michael Jordan, the flu game. The six championships. The greatest time of life. We're talking about all the football games of John Elway. The 1986 Cleveland game where Denver was dead to rights and yet he let them down the field to win. And then the turnaround, Steve Sargent's amazing run, goes to the post. Who can forget the immaculate reception? The one-handed catch from Odell Beckham that now everybody copies. Everywhere, all over. And then David Tyree and Eli Manning defeating Tom Brady twice with one play. Not to be outdone, the Philly Special, same network, changed the whole world and gave respect to teams that never thought they were going to be respected in the sports world. Who can forget Emberg and McEnroe in the 80s? And then one of the greatest tennis matches of all time between Federer And doll who can forget that? Who can forget that? Oh, why not the return of the Triple Crown? American Pharoah winning the Triple Crown and the crowd in New York smoking the air. You can feel that that day was amazing. Oh not to outdone. there were great hockey games too. Oh no, I'm gone deep into your memories folks, deep into those beautiful, beautiful memories of times long past, of networks long of long lost powers of America no longer too much in existence. But there is something to be said about the main dream networks and everything that has given us. we didn't know who these this team Golden State was until they played that game against Oklahoma. And that is when we knew who Mr. Curry was. We didn't know much about Martial or Jamie Vardy and the amazing run of what Jamie Vardy and his team did like Chester City in 2014. A similar thing is happening now. Liverpool might finally have the miracle that all soccer fans have been waiting for their first national championship. But there is something to be said about moments like these. And on a day like today, cloudy and foreboding, in a little town called Hershey, Pennsylvania, there is a family sitting down on a Channel 10, formerly a CBS station, formerly the home of John Facenda of Edmund Mann, of Herb Clark, of Edie Huggins, of Gene Crane, who used to sing the Lord's Prayer every morning on that Channel 10. That Lord's Prayer was heard because Christian Pustick did something that only one other American, the first, Major captain of the U.S. men's squad. Clint Dempsey did in 2012. The youngest to do it in Chelsea. And the first ever to do it in a perfect way. Left foot, right foot header. At 21 years old. In 37 days. In 38 days. He's done what very few Americans had ever done become a worldwide star in front of 1.1 billion people and 15 million, at the very least, at his own house. Didn't we, did we forget to mention Tiger Woods and the moment that he came back and the ratings and the needle that was changed, even in front of the whole NFL audience? Do we want to forget that? That is what the networks have done and will always do, even in this streaming era where all the children can get their instant answers to entertainment. There came a time only live action can do so much. And did it ever on a day where it wasn't that cloudy. It was was cold. Things were a little different matches felt a little bit crisp, the ball felt a little bit springy. And that's all it took for a man called Pusick to shock the world and to bring hope to the men's side of a division. So enamored with politics and uneniable policies, only to be witness to greatness. There is something to be said about reaching for the stars. And boy, this Christian Pusick is a star. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Earth. This is Novin Hollaback. We'll see you guys next week for an all new episode of Beyond the Earth. Take care and have a nice weekend, everyone.